All right, welcome to this episode of Open Mic. Uh, today, I'd like to welcome Paul Bartelt, who's president and CEO of the Volrath Company. Uh, thanks, thanks for taking the time today, Paul, um, and welcome to Open Mic. Thanks, Mike. I uh, very much appreciate the invitation and excited to have the conversation. Well, let's kind of jump in. Um, you you at, and the Volrath Company, like many organizations, have have this, you know, dubious challenge of how do you attract and retain the right people to your organization? And, and so we'll talk a little bit about that today. And let's kind of start out first by looking at the mid-level um, leaders in your organization. Uh, those frontline leaders have a direct impact on the majority of the workforce. And so when you're aligning your business and your people strategies, how, do the, how does the development of your frontline leaders um, impact that strategy? You know, I, I think the development of frontline leaders are is absolutely critical and they're you know they're probably the least appreciated in general uh leaders in an organization oftentimes they're the least developed and i think people way underestimate their importance and and shifting to maintain culture and it's the hardest job in an organization right because you're um you're the that uh that small pebble between the two big boulders of you know, a, a large mass of employees at the individual contributor level and kind of upper management and, you know, corporate directives and, and everything else. So there's that, like always getting ground between those two opposing forces. So what we have found and philosophically, what I believe is they're the, they're the key pivot point, right? You know, so whether it's in performance management or driving your culture or any kind of change initiative, you know, that's kind of use the phrase, that's where the rubber hits the road. So, you know, you have to equip them with the skill sets, you have to back them up with the support, and you have to do the change management process with them first to get them on board and, and believing in what you're trying to do. Uh, because, you know, one of my phrases uh, I've often used is, you know, uh, middle management and first line supervision is where all good initiatives go to die. Um, and if they're not aligned with it, um, it is eventually going to die. Or if you don't equip them to deliver on the initiative, it's going to die. So absolutely critical. And I think people don't put enough time into developing frontline leadership and middle management in general and equipping them to be the change agents they need to be in a company. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I completely agree with you. It's, it's, they touch everyone in an organization. And if you can't get them to um, really be aligned with not just the strategy, but the culture norms as well, it's hard to really anchor those things. So that, that it's a critical group. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Yep. Um, what are some of the micro and or macro trends uh, in the marketplace that you're seeing that are impacting your business's ability to attract and retain talent? Um, other than lack, lack of workforce availability, wage inflation, and you know, all the other things, uh, uh, we're we're all facing absolutely nothing, right? No, I yeah, mean, right. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're facing we're facing the uh, the the challenge everybody else is just the the sheer number of uh, folks that are out there uh, that you can recruit from, uh, the expectations of those folks. Um, you know, it, it, it's a tough environment out there. So that's you know, it it it's. Uh, uh, I have a phrase that the, the market's the market. You can't get angry at the market. You just have to try to deal and adapt to it. So, you know, in the short term, that's what we're trying to do, both on the recruitment and retention side. You have to, you have to recognize um, and be flexible on, 
on the, the wage and salary demands. You have to be more flexible and willing to flex your uh, culture and work organization in terms of work flexibility. Um, so you need to flex to market. Um, I think while you're doing that, you need to be very deliberate though, however, in understanding where the guidelines or the outer boundaries are so that you don't um, hurt your underlying culture, you don't hurt your underlying organizational processes, right? You can't, you can't just arbitrarily go chase talent and give them anything they want. Uh, because if you do that, if you're not clear about who you are as a company and what you want your folks to be within that context, you can actually go down a path that uh, is, is pretty harmful. So I think you have to change with the times, you have to adjust with the market, but you also have to be fairly disciplined to only go so far in whatever the dimension that you're talking about is, whether it be wage or workplace flexibility or, or any of the other issues that uh, we're all facing. How do you find um, talent that aligns with your organizational purpose? So with all these challenges that you mentioned and, and, and the lack of, and sometimes the, the difficulty in attracting it, how do you find the right talent that aligns with your purpose and mission and values? You know, I think um, one of the one of the advantages we have in this market um, is our our leverage is probably non-economic, um, uh, for lack of a better term. We pre-COVID, if we use those terms, pre and post-COVID, uh, we spent several years getting very deliberate about what our culture was and wasn't, and defining those values and behaviors and building them into how we hire and how we manage people how we communicate, what our external face is, right? So um, we created an environment where people would preferentially seek us out because of our culture and that our employees were active ambassadors um, um, of our culture and our company. So quite frankly, we are, we are driving a lot of our recruiting um, through referrals or people that um, are responding to um, our ads or our searches, but then they are going through all the usual employer review sites and onto our corporate website and stalking folks on LinkedIn and all those other things people do these days. And what's winning for us is that they're seeing kind of that cultural consistency across the whole span which then allows them to believe that that culture is real uh, and I want to go work there. So that for us has been the competitive advantage, both, well, quite frankly, pre, during and, and post COVID, right? Because anybody can match a signing bonus. Anybody can match a starting bonus. Anybody, you know, markets, you know, three, two hybrid. So for us, where we're winning uh, is with our cultural differentiation. And, and, and so Taking that cultural differentiation, and 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 I love the idea of leveraging those those references because that becomes a it becomes a great tool to bring in talent that you have a little bit known element towards. But are there any other um, kind of creative or innovative ways that you guys have either tried or are thinking of trying uh, to to attract talent or to bring the, or to retain it and keep them there? You know, I think an unsatisfactory answer will be. Is there anything truly creative that we're trying to do that everybody else isn't doing? You know, quite honestly, uh, the the answer uh, probably is no. I mean, if there if there are things that we're doing, you know, we're 
we're trying to continue to build um, our long-term pipeline, right? So we're trying to take a more strategic focus on. So, you know, we haven't let our co-op and intern programs go to waste during COVID. We have a relationship with local university and a work study program. We continue to work with the high schools on our wage associate side to build a pipeline to staff our factories. So uh, if there's anything unique or different we're doing, uh, we're recognizing uh, back to my market is market comment that, you know, the short term is going to be tough, but the, the real, the real fight is the long-term side. So we're, we're focusing on building that talent pipeline that perhaps is less market um, variable and, and more consistent in the long run. Okay. Well, Paul, thank you very much for your time. I know um, Volrath has uh, done a great job historically in keeping your talent. You have, you have, you're, you're a great example that has this very long-standing workforce and, and people really enjoy working for the company and for you, I know personally as well. Um, so thank you for sharing some of the concepts, some of the things that you all are doing around your human capital strategy. Uh, and I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Thanks. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to chat about human capital.